There used to be a holiday in South Africa called the Day of the Vow. The vow was taken in the 1800s during the war between the white boars and the black Zulus. And the story goes like this. It was the eve of a bloody battle for control over South Africa. And black fighters outnumbered the whites something like 25 to 1. So the besieged whites took a public vow. If God helped them to win, then they would celebrate their victory over the Zulus on that day for generations to come. So generations later, after whites took control of the land and put a system of apartheid in place, every December 16th, whites around South Africa would teach their children to celebrate their victory over the Zulus, often with violence. Letlapa Mpelele remembers the day as a young boy living in the countryside. And I remember on the 16th of every December, white people on motorbikes used to descend on the village and they would beat up every uh, African people they came across. And we knew that on that day we had to uh, lock our doors and stay indoors because we were going to be beaten up. So as Letlapa grew into a young man, he and black students across the country, they decided to take December 16th for themselves. This day would be the beginning of their armed revolt against apartheid. Young Letlapa took up arms, and soon he became the director of operations for a violent freedom movement. I felt that I wanted to lay down my life for the freedom, so... So, if blacks were gunned down by white soldiers, black freedom fighters would fight back and murder white policemen. Violence cascaded into more violence. On a warm October night, white soldiers killed five black South African children as they lay sleeping in their home. So Let Lapa fought back, and he ordered an attack on innocent white civilians at a tavern in Cape Town. I felt that it was time for tit for tat, and uh, I ordered the attack. Four people were killed, and among them was a young student Lindy Faree was her name. Lindy Faree was 23 years old, and she was having a drink with friends when she was murdered on Letlapa's orders. She was the only daughter of Jin Faree. I'm Jin Faree, and I'm Lindy's mother. We'd been out for the day, and when we got home at 4 o'clock, there was a message from the police on our answering machine saying um, our daughter had been killed at the Heidelberg and we needed to come and identify her body. Let me just gather my thoughts. They had actually killed a person who was on their side and could have been their greatest friend. Well, at the time, I felt it was a successful operation. It was splashed all over TV screens. People come out uh, weeping screaming, crying, praying. No human being can kill without, you know, part of his or her humanity being affected. Choosing the path of war was the last resort. Remember, a month earlier we had buried children who were younger. So what Letlapa saw as a kind of historical necessity, Jin only saw as brutal and heartless. I don't know if you've seen the prayer that I prayed at her funeral. 
the words are Mary, Mother of God, our children died at the hands of evil men. He was, in my view, still the devil incarnate. He made a statement that now the whites are going to suffer the way blacks have suffered during apartheid, and he's not going to spare any compassion. I, Nelson Hodesasa Mandela, do hereby say. Six months later, Nelson Mandela was elected president and ended apartheid in South Africa. So help me God. And December 16th was renamed the Day of Reconciliation. Now, a country of people that had been killing each other for generations had to face each other and say sorry. So, as part of that healing, on the next December 16th, people who had committed terrible violence under apartheid came to stand before a Truth and Reconciliation Commission and ask for forgiveness. But Letlapa wouldn't go. He thought he was being made a criminal for fighting for what was right. And they said, I have to disclose all my my crimes. Then I felt that uh, I was not a criminal, and that was tantamount to criminalizing the liberation struggle. But Jin was heartbroken by his refusal to participate in this reconciliation process. So she decided she was going to personally confront him at a press conference. I uh, stood up and identified myself as Lindy's mother and asked him if he hadn't trivialized the truth and reconciliation by not being there, appearing. Jin was shaking and irate. And then Letlapa explained his belief that his men were being punished for fighting for freedom. He explained his history. And the loss of Jin's daughter was suddenly cast in the light of generations of loss. So that rather pulled the carpet out under my feet. There was nothing more to say. I hadn't seen things from that perspective. He came up to me and shook hands in a traditional African way of deep respect, where you hold your right wrist with your left hand and, and bow. It is not forgiveness that I was seeking from her. What I was mostly intending to do was to appeal to her to understand, not necessarily to forgive. But Jin forgave him anyway. It didn't really concern me whether he'd accept it or not. I just needed to give him the message. So she went on to say, in spite of uh, what uh, you have done to me, depriving me of my only daughter, Lindy, uh, I, I forgive you. Still, Letlapa never said he was sorry, because it wasn't enough. In my culture, they say, Saying I'm sorry doesn't heal. It is your action more than what you say that really matters. So he invited Jin to his official homecoming ceremony. See, Letlapa had not been home as a free man since 1978. By inviting me to his homecoming ceremony and asking me to speak, he was taking a huge risk. But that went very well because I apologised on behalf of my ancestors for what had happened in South Africa. She got the loudest applause 
But not only that, she was renamed. I was given the name Peladi, means Mother of Africa. And if you become Mother of Africa, you become Mother of nearly a billion people. My fear has been that Lindy will be forgotten. But of course, Lindy is never going to be forgotten. Everybody everywhere feel that after losing one daughter, there are many more daughters that she's mother to. Find a link to the Lindy Foree Foundation on our website, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.